This is Simply Meditation, an offering of Center for Self-Care, and your mindful coach, that's me, Mark Balser. Each week at 7.15 p.m. on Wednesday, we have an in-person guided meditation and short teaching at Balance for Life Yoga in Devon, Pennsylvania. Feel free to join us there or listen each week to our intro and guided practice or standalone guided practice. If you'd like to learn more, visit me at www.center4selfcare.com or email me at mark at centerforselfcare.com. Thank you and enjoy. One of the ideas of this Simply Meditation class is it's relatively short, just 45 minutes. And I find that when I'm thinking about, oh, I need to meditate, I need to meditate, I need to meditate, the longer I go in the day where I haven't meditated, the more my brain is ready for it. And it's like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to remind him of his to-do list. I'm going to make sure that he's thinking about groceries and kids and responsibilities. And that's, that's all good. It's all practice. But to the extent that we can kind of sneak in there and get an opportunity to practice without too much going on. We're never going to empty our mind of thoughts. That's not going to happen at all. But I found through practice and meditation that they can slow a little bit so I can receive them one at a time. Uh, this month we're doing some hilarious topics like procrastination and denial. Today's topic is withdrawal. Last week when we were thinking about procrastination, we, we thought about it in the context of patience. That, sure, you know, we all procrastinate a little bit. Sometimes we procrastinate a lot. But what if there's some messaging in the procrastination that we're doing about maybe it's not time to do this yet. Or maybe this is something that scares me or I need support on. And so maybe looking at that a little bit more compassionately, a little bit more gently. So uh, I'll share a little bit about that. We're going to do a longer uh, body scan practice near the start. Then we'll have time to say hello and discuss. And then at the end, we'll have a practice uh, of body-centered inquiry where I'm going to offer some questions um, to kind of focus on what's important to, to each of us. And we might even do that as partners. Uh, don't No need to be nervous. It's really just a, a way to have someone asking you the question and receiving an answer. I like to share a little bit of a personal story each week, and I couldn't think of one tonight. And I'm like, oh, well, so my son is, has had to leave college. He took a medical leave because of migraines that he's been having in mid-semester, which is a challenge. And I'm like, how could I turn that into a story about our topic? What's our topic again? Withdrawal. That's literally what it's called. <laughs> Withdrawing from school. And I think that's part of the lesson that I wanted to contemplate today of how withdrawal can be a little bit of a circling of the wagons, too. That, yeah, we're excluding some things, but it might be in order to focus on other things like our personal health. Uh, like those we care about, and so on. And we're going to read from David White, but there's this wonderful poem from John O'Donohue 
And it turns out that David White and John O'Donohue are just these legends of poetry and, and beautiful prose. And John O'Donohue is like the Irish version of David White, and David White is the English version of John O'Donohue. So they share DNA. This is what John says. This is the time to be slow. Lie low to the wall until the bitter weather passes. Try as best you can not to let the wire brush of doubt scrape from your heart all sense of yourself and your hesitant light. If you remain generous, time will come good, and you will find your feet again on fresh pastures of promise where the air will be kind and blushed with beginning. I've probably printed this particular poem out more than any other poem because it's the kind of thing that I like to post around, not only in times of, of you know, challenge or difficulty, but just to remind me, like, it's kind of always the time to be slow, <laughs> that uh, that's how I make better decisions and so on. We'll start uh, with a practice tonight, and it's a body scan practice. I think of body scans as one, a way to become present. So our body is in the present moment. Any lightness, uh, relaxation, or aches and pains, we feel now. <laughs> it's the only time we could feel it. Uh, so there's an element of getting to now. Oftentimes people will do a body scan when they're going to sleep at night. It helps them fall asleep. But this concept of mindfulness is about paying attention. So while we're going to become relaxed, we're also going to be quite focused. And that's the practice because we're going to get distracted by a thought, distracted by an emotion, caught up in, you know, my right knee's throbbing tonight and I'm paying attention to my ankle, but the right knee says, pay attention to me. It's all really important information. And the way I like to do uh, in my own practice is say, oh, there's my knee. I'll get back to you a little later, but right now I'm busy with, with my knee much like you would tell a child that needs your attention and you know, you're know you wrapping up a phone call or something like that. So I'll guide you through a body scan practice. We'll include breath as part of that. So we'll imagine that we might breathe into the different parts of our body. And some will resonate more than others. Sometimes we'll feel nothing. Sometimes we'll feel things that are quite powerful. As we practice, take care of yourself. So. Uh, you know, if you need to stand up and walk around, get a drink, you're more than welcome to. Uh, sometimes it can be helpful to just let go of the instructions and let your mind wander a little bit. You know, as long as your eyes are closed, you're probably doing it right. As you're ready, you might let those eyes closed, or you can also have your gaze cast gently downward. Allow the body to soften into your seat. Feeling the legs heavy against the bottom of the chair. Your back upright, but relaxed, supported. Shoulders can be soft. Might let the muscles of the face loosen. Relaxing the chin and tongue. Softening the cheeks and the brow.
might take this time to gather the state of affairs in your experience. Recognizing that your body's arrived here and now, but your mind might be elsewhere. And this practice will gently guide the heart, the mind, and even the body back to this moment and this moment and this moment. You might become aware of the sensation of breathing, feeling the movement of the body as the air enters the lungs and then leaves the body. Feeling the movement of the muscles of your abdomen, the rise and fall of your belly. Then you might bring some intention to each breath, perhaps lifting the shoulders as you breathe in, drawing them towards your ears, and then releasing them for a nice long exhale. Breathing in as you draw the shoulders up and out. Continuing to breathe deeply at your own pace. Nourishing the body and relaxing the body. Breathing in and breathing out. Perhaps noting the effects of this breath. Tapping into a softening a releasing, soothing of the body. Letting the shoulders come back to stillness. And now with each breath, you might imagine drawing the breath right into the area of the heart. Breathing in and out. Choosing a method that feels right for you. You might be very intentional with the breath, or you might just observe it flowing, letting it be natural. Sensing what it might be like to draw the breath right into the area of the heart.
sensing as you breathe in that you bring your love and your care to your heart. Now drawing your attention to the belly and the abdomen, drawing the breath right into that area of your body. And as you breathe in, imagining that you might breathe in your love and your care, the stomach, the abdomen, all the internal organs of your body. Breathing in and breathing out. And now drawing the breath deeper still, moving to the hips and pelvis, Breathing that breath right into the area of the pelvis and breathing out. You might even sense how the body lifts out of the hips with each in-breath and relaxes back with each out-breath. Breathing in now to the upper legs and the knees. Sense how you might draw this breath into the area of the legs, nourishing and caring for this part of your body. Continuing now to the lower legs and ankles, feeling that breath flow through your body. Breathing in, you bring your love and your care to your legs. Moving now to the ankles and feet, drawing your attention to the bottom of the foot, the top of the foot, and each of the toes. Breathing in Bring my love and my care to my feet and my toes. Breathing out, I relax and release any tension in my feet and my toes.
And now letting your attention move up through the body into the fingers and hands. Feeling the sensation of movement as you draw the breath into your fingers, into the palm of your hand and the back of your hand. Breathing in, I bring my love and my care to my hands. Sensing an appreciation for the hard work that they do. Helping us drive or eat and do our work. Breathing in, I bring my love and my care to my hands. Drawing the breath now through the body to the arms and the shoulders. Breathing in and out. Sensing how you might draw the breath through the length of the spine. Breathing in through the back. Sensing the shoulders open. Back, relax and release. Breathing in, I bring my love and my care to my back. Finding your way now to the neck and the throat. Feeling that breath as you draw it in to your lungs. Release it out through your mouth or nose. Breathing in, I bring my love and my care to my throat, my neck. my chin and jaw. Sensing how you might draw the breath to the muscles of your face, nourishing them, softening them and soothing them. Breathing in, I bring my love and my care to my face. Drawing the nourishing breath to your sense organs, the eyes, the ears, and even the nose. 
finally drawing the breath up to the forehead and the top of the head. Giving your love and your care to this beautiful mind, beautiful heart, wonderful body. Perhaps expanding your awareness now to include the whole body. Sense how the whole body is breathing. Breathing in and out. taking these last moments to simply rest, resting in presence, resting in awareness. And then listening for the sound of the bell to open your eyes. So one of the delights of doing this class is I'm able to practice together with you. <laughs> so sometimes I notice things. And uh, I was really aware today of how different that like deep breath in was for my body compared to just a regular breath in. You know, even, you know just one if I want to do it now. But like that huge breath in and the, the tension of holding it and then letting it. Letting it go was soothing to me. The selection I wanted to share with you tonight from David White uh, is is definitely withdrawal, but I briefly considered run away. So, you know, there's wonderful topics in here. Uh, shyness, uh, courage, forgiveness, uh, and then run away. It starts, run away is what most human beings would like to do a great deal of the time. And I'm like, great. Good. Um, that's all I need to know. <laughs> we're, we're not alone. And so much of this practice, uh, Jonathan Faust, my, my teacher, he, he calls it uh, being alone together. So, I mean, we're very much alone in terms of we're doing this practice and all the things that come up, but we're really together in terms of the shared experience. So even if we're not feeling some of these emotions or thoughts or sensations now, we probably have sensed some version of it in the past. So this is withdrawal. Withdrawal can be the very best way of stepping forward and done well, a beautiful freeing act of mercy. And as an art form 
underestimated in this time of constant action and engagement. So much of what we are involved with, in even the highest cause, becomes involvement at the busy periphery, where the central conversation has been lost to the outer edges of what was to begin with a very simple central invitation. Withdrawal is often not what it looks like, a disappearance, no. To withdraw from entanglement can be to appear again in the world in a very real way and begin the process of renewing the primary, essential invitation again. Though life does seem to der- determined to be a beautiful and entrancing distraction, just as we ourselves are a distraction to others, testing them as we test ourselves in our mutual sincerity, our participation in this dance of distraction also makes more real and more necessary our ability to return to essential ground, to an essential person, or an essential work. We stick to the wrong thing quite often, not because it will come to fruition, but because we cannot let go of the way we have decided to tell the story, and we become further enmeshed even by trying to make sense of what entraps us, when what is needed is a simple, clean breaking away. To remove ourselves entirely and absolutely, abruptly and at times uncompromisingly, is often the real and radically courageous break for freedom. Unsticking ourselves from the mythical tar baby, seeming set up just for us right in the middle of our path, we start the process of losing our false enemies and even our false friends and most especially the false sense of self we have manufactured to live with them. We make ourselves available for the simple purification of seeing ourselves and our world more elementally, and therefore more clearly again. We withdraw not to disappear, but to find another ground from which to see, a solid ground from which to step and from which to speak again, in a different way, a clear, rested, embodied vice, our life as a sudden empathetic statement, and one from which we do not wish to withdraw. So thinking about this last week with my son, I can really resonate with that as withdrawal as a more of a focusing than anything else, because I am very busy and I had a lot of things to do. And, you know, today actually was making a lot of phone calls related to this. And when I was done with those phone calls, I said, okay, I know I'm really busy. What else do I have to do? And I looked at this list. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, in a sense, needed this jolt to make, you know, some real decisions about what I was going to focus my effort on. So I'm sure I'm going to come back to some of those things, but it also helps me recognize like this is really important yesterday, but now I don't care. Is it really something I want to pursue?